Hey everybody, MegaRuler31 back here after the All-Star break for FSIDFS. Hopefully you guys um, enjoyed our uh, All-Star break, uh, All-Star um, team with a Gator guy and uh, McKinley joining me there. I know um, some of the strategy didn't work out for everybody, but I was able to actually cash and cash even with McClanahan as, as captain. I had um, Javier and I had the rest of the pitchers I had... Um, I didn't have Gosselin, thank goodness. Um, I had the ones that uh, actually pretty much caved the side, like Manoa, and um, so didn't. Uh, so you know, was able to cash and cash there. GPPs. I did play some bats. Um, I did have some of the home runs, but I didn't have all the home runs, so it wasn't uh, a great night, but it was sufficient. So uh, yesterday's slate was um, okay. Uh, didn't do a video it's just so hard with like we didn't even know if we we're gonna get like the lineups or like the double headers or like who is gonna play or things like that so uh but today we have a large um 13 game slate no weather concerns uh front end of most rotations so we got a lot of pitching options and um hitting options uh are a little bit sparse just due to the quality of pitching that's out there but We'll break it down, give you some options. Want to welcome all of you who are listening to us now on our podcast. Uh, we're doing a simulcast of this YouTube video on um, podcast, so you can find it on Apple and Spotify. So if you don't have time to watch our video, or if you're like out like driving or mowing the lawn or taking a walk, you can now listen to FSI videos on um, those podcast um, streaming apps or websites whatever so apple spotify check us out um, subscribe to us there and you'll know when our videos are coming up so let's get into this really really big slate so first game up we have the miami marlins pittsburgh pirates we have braxton garrett and jose quintana garrett's been okay he's a lefty against pittsburgh and most of their new um, up-and-coming power are lefties so he has the splits advantage so I think he's okay in the cheap range here. Don't really have too many cheap pitchers that we really, really love today. So, and it's a pitcher's ballpark. It is 86 degrees with a little bit of wind blowing out, but I don't think that's really going to bump up hitting a, a super amount. So I, I think we're safe there if you want to pay down for him for an SP2 um, candidate. I think there's one other guy that I like a little bit better there. And then uh, for Pittsburgh, Quintana, not really interested here against the, the Marlins. Um, I think, I, I guess he is a cheap option. So I guess you can keep him in there at, at 6-3 if you're playing like 150 max. It's, it's a big slate. So um, I think both of them are okay. The bat-wise, not really interested. Like I said, Pitt, uh, most of their power new guys are lefties so they'll probably stack like righties up top like newman hayes and, and chavis which i'm fine with maybe diego castillo but like a three seven that's a little pricey so i don't really like the pricing on here i don't really like the matchup in a hitter's ballpark against garrett so um i think i'm gonna pass on both these teams so 150 max play pit and miami i think it's just in the leftover bin New York Yankees and Baltimore Orioles. Apparently, Houston is a kryptonite for the Yankees. They just cannot beat them. So, lost two to them yesterday. Now they go to the Camden Yards here. Uh, 92 degrees, wind blowing off five miles per hour. So, we have Tyon and Wells. Tyon, I think, you know, there are some Ks in this Baltimore lineup, but with the amount of 
pitching options that you have today. 8-3 is a little bit of a discount on some of the guys, but I just think you're going to pay like the maybe $1,000 or even $700 more and move up to like the low 9K range where you've got some guys that can put up 30 points or or something. So not interested in tie on here. Wells on the other side, he's been decent this year. I just think he's like a little bit risky against this Yankees team. <clears throat> they Even though they were a little bit quiet yesterday, I still think, you know, they are going to be able to um, come out in this series and just return to do Yankees things. So I will see who's in the the lineup there uh, for the Yankees. I, they're very expensive. Like, you know, your judges 6-2, Rizzo, Stanton, and Donaldson are all in like the 5K range on, on DK. Mayhew's almost there at 4-7. So and maybe the bottom of the order if you want to stack it there. Baltimore's bullpen's decent, too. So once you get past Wells, it's not like, you know, it's, it's like a complete garbage situation like it's been in years past. So, um, and then before the Baltimore bats here, they're, they're cheap. And, you know, maybe some of the lefties like Santander or his switch hitter Mullins, um, Rushman, if just like pieces here, but really not interested in them that much. So I think Yankees are the top GPP stack because people won't want to pay up for them. And there's a lot of other options on the slate and they'll have lower ownership than normal. So uh, I might take advantage of that and throw out a Yankee stack. Next up, we have the Chicago Cubs going to the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, decent hitting ballpark, wind blowing out at 10 miles per hour and 92 degrees. So that should help with hitting here. So Justin Steele... I played him some this year, but I just don't like him here, especially with being a lefty with all these power bats that are righties on the Phillies. And then Kyle Gibson on the other side. I think you can make a case for him as being like the cheapest SP2 if you want to go down that low. Uh, the Cubs do have some left-handed guys that can get you, but overall I think you know he'll pretty much be able to neutralize the, the righties and, and have a, a decent game, even though the hitting conditions. So... The Cubs, I think you can take the bats if you want, like, a, a cheaper stack. I mean, they're starting to get up there. Like, Contreras is at 5K. He's, like, the highest-priced guy. And, like, Happ and Suzuki are down the 4K range. But, like, Ortega leading off is is 2.9. He's got power if they're often. He's more of, like, a elite, your typical leadoff guy. Just get on base. Um, more of a contact hitter there. So, not super interested in the Cubs. Philly on the other side, I, I think definitely are probably one of the top stacks, um, especially, like I said, with the right-handed power. Schwarber, and if you notice, um, if you're watching the video on the bottom right, I have a list of all the guys that were in the Home Run Derby. And I've just seen in years past that if you go to the Home Run Derby, there have been some times where it just really screws up their swing because they're trying to like hit the ball out of the yard and not, not trying to hit the ball um, like they would in a normal game situation. And sometimes it takes a couple of... Um, days or so to get back and get their timing back and readjust to it, especially if they go deeper into the contest. So I don't know if any of these guys are really worried about Swerber's the first one that we come to today. The ones in the home run derby were Soto who won it against J-Rod in um, Seattle. So uh, those two would be probably the most concerned. Alonzo has like participated in the last three years and um, done well, and it really hasn't messed him up. Pool host, I was just surprised that he actually advanced out of the first round. They could still hit home runs, so I don't think there's really need to worry about there. Seager, I'm kind of intrigued by. He did make it to, um, no, no, he didn't make it to the second round. So, let to see there. Acuna is probably fine. Jose Ramirez is um, 
probably fine also. Ben Schwarber, like, he looked horrible in the couple run contest, so maybe he didn't adjust the swing and didn't get it. So I think he's um, potentially okay there. So Schwarber, lefty and lefty, uh, it's a hefty price tag. I think he's okay, especially once he gets to the Cubs bullpen. If you want to leave him off the stack, if you're stacking Philly, that's fine. But then you have the meat there. Hoskins, Castellanos, Realmuto, Baum, even Verling, if he's up there at like 2-4 at third base or outfield at only 2-4, that is a great price there. So if you want to stack him 2-6, through six, I think that's great. If you want to throw Schwarber in there and, and drop like – JT Realmuto at like five forest, like the catcher who's very expensive and go in another direction there, then I'm, I'm fine with that also. Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox, Kevin Gossman and Nathan Ivaldi. Uh, Gossman has actually owned the Red Sox, even though he's struggled this year and his form has been great at times. He has been, I think he's got like three straight games where he's been like 25 to 30 DK points against the Red Sox, even uh, after they the early season where they like started to pick it up again. So uh, I think he's very interesting in a GPP at, at nine one. It's a little bit of savings off some of the top pitchers. So he's definitely in the back of my mind today to uh, take some shots on Evaldi on the other side. He's been good, but Toronto's just been really good. Also it's in Fenway park here. The wind's blowing out of 10 miles per hour and it's 93 degrees also. So that's going to definitely um, Fenway has become almost like Wrigley field where it's like become more of a hitter's ballpark this season we've seen recently, especially with the hotter temperatures and any, any wind blowing out. So I think that definitely upgrades hitters here. But both these teams against decent pitchers, I think they're like 150 max or, you know, maybe my seventh or an eighth or sixth and seventh. GPP stacks today. So I think, you know, if you're playing 150 max and definitely take some stacks of them, I really wouldn't worry about one offs here. Uh, I just probably play them. Of course, with um, Boston, you're going to look more for like the lefties. So you're going to take like Duran if he's leading off, Devers, uh, Verdugo, um, uh, Cordero, and Jackie Bradley are down deeper in the lineup. But they actually like save you some money. Maybe do like a wraparound stack. You do like seven, eight, um, skip nine. And then do like one, one and two or something, something like that. So just see how the lineup comes out. So if you want to put some of the righties in there, like uh, JD Martinez and Bogart are, are great hitters anyway. So sometimes you know they see a lot of righties, so they can get hits off them also. And then for um, the Blue Jays again, you just probably just want to stack the top of the lineup there. They're probably not going to see any um, lefties in the lineup against Evaldi. Next up, we have San Diego Padres and New York Mets. On paper, we have a decent pitching matchup here. We have Yu Darvish and Max Scherzer. Darvish has struggled it sometimes this year. He's given up some runs, and the Mets are a hard matchup where they're very patient. They don't strike out a lot, and they walk. Um, they take a lot of pitches. So I don't think Darvish is one of the top pitchers I'd like. I think he's in the risky category, but I don't say completely rule him out. He's not a 100% fade. Scherzer on the other side, I think between he and Burns are probably going to be the top pitchers on the slate, but you're paying 10K over him, and there's two guys that we're going to get to the next game in the 9K range and the high 8K range that I think would definitely could match them for points and save you like $1,000 so or, or more. So um, Scherzer's definitely not out of the question against the Padres. They have um, struck out at times and struggled. And then you Darvish, like I said, really... If you're playing 150 max, yes, that's fine. 20 max, maybe. 
but I, I don't think I'm going to have much exposure to him on this like large slate with a lot of pitching options. So San Diego Padres would probably be the second highest leverage stack here against Scherzer. So, you know, things can go wrong here. They have some lefties, definitely Croningworth and um, Hosmer that can uh, hit righties pretty well. So, and Profar is probably leading off as a switch hitter. So you can make me make a mini stack there or, or do it as a full leverage stack. The Mets on the other side, I think they're just in 150 max. I'm, they might be able to get the Darvish, especially like the lefties and the switch hitters there. But overall, um, if he gets blown up and you have a Mets stack, then you're fine. Probably a little ownership, but I don't think they're a huge priority. Angels and Braves, great pitching matchup here. You have Shohei Otani and Charlie Morton. I think at 9K and 8.8, these are two of my favorite um pitchers on the slate and if you don't care about the win like knowing that both of them have um 25 point to 30 point uh upside here in this matchup i know you're probably fearing otani but the braves do have some strikeouts in this lineup they have been striking out this season and morton on the other side trout's out of the lineup um otani's pitching and like they really don't have lefties that really really scare you so and, and Morton's been very consistent this year. So I said, play both of them potentially. You're just giving up um, the win for one of them or, you know, make him your SP1 and pay down for SP2 or pair them with Burns and Scherzer. So there's lots of different ways you can go here. Uh, for bat-wise, I think um, Atlanta against Otani would obviously be the number one um, leverage stack. Just, like, are you going to pay... 6-1, 5-7, 5-4, and 5-5 against Otani. This is definitely a YOLO GPP right here, just with the pricing against a good good pitcher. Um, once you get to the Angels' bullpen, I know it's a different story, but Otani goes decently deep in the game, so you should probably get through the rotation, so you might see like one or two at-bats against the bullpen. So I, I think that's too high of a price to, to pay for that. Uh, on the other side of the Angels, like, you can't play Otani, so this is just pretty much, like, a dumpster fire here, too. Like, Ward and Refugio, who we loved at, like, minimum price when he was, like, batting fifth, but now he's up to, like, third in the lineup because they really have nobody left. Odell, Vihar, Stassi, I'd rather have him against a lefty. Like, Marsh has fallen all the way down to the bottom of the lineup. It's just, it's just not a great lineup, so... And wind's blowing in a little bit. It's going to be a little bit cooler in Atlanta than normal, 83 degrees, as opposed to, you know, when it's usually like 90 or 100. So I'm, I'm pretty much off the Angels today. Tampa Bay and the Kansas City Royals. This is a pick em game here. Drew Rasmutin and Brad Keller. I think uh, Rasmutin is, is definitely, you know, if you're betting on this game, Tampa Bay's starting to get healthier here. And Keller's been good but he's just faced like some inferior competition recently so Rasmutin I think would be my least favorite recommended cheap pitcher like I only have four of them up on the board here so I, I think he's still in the conversation for cheap pitchers but I definitely like Gibson Garrett and Quintana better than him Keller on the other side I just really have no interest in and like Tampa Bay is, is coming back they have some lefties that can hit pretty well. Brandon Lyle's back in the lineup. Once they get past them to the Kansas City bullpen, I, I think Tampa Bay definitely could be a, one of the top stacks tonight. I have them as number five here, and uh, the pricing on them is decent. Also, like Lyle, only seven three, like he's or seven three four three, he's a uh, pretty um, 
cheap. So I think he definitely uh, is good. And, and Choi is usually pretty cheap at, at 3.8. And Predes, even though he's a righty-on-righty matchup here, he's been hitting well also. So I, I think he can make a, a decent Tampa Bay stack, and it's not super, super expensive, so you can get good pitchers in there. Uh, Kansas City on... The other side of it, I think, are worth a GPP. Rasmussen has been decent, but the Tampa Bay bullpen at times has not. And it looks like almost all the guys are going to be back here for, besides um, their catcher, Prez, is still going to be out for a while. Uh, but most of the Kansas City, like Merrifield, should be back in the lineup with their Benetian day. So um, Pascalino has some power. Just uh, It's just a matter of time before he starts putting it together. So Kansas City, I like, is a GPP stack. Colorado Rockies and Milwaukee Brewers. Um, Sensatella is probably the worst pitcher on the slate here. So absolute fade there. Corbin Burns is in a great matchup against Colorado. Uh, they're much better against left-handed pitching. They struggle against right-handed pitching, and it's not in Coors Field. So they only have a 2.76 total, by far the lowest. So I think Burns becomes a top pitcher on the slate. Um, but again, like I said, if you want to fade him and go Otani or Morton, that's fine. But Burns is committed to win here. He skipped the All-Star game, so he could continue focusing on uh, pitching. He thinks he's going to go about 200 innings this season, he said. So, you know, they're going to leave him out there. They do have a decent bullpen usually behind him. So, but I don't think he's going to struggle here. I, I think he's going to go out and have a really, really good game. So Colorado is obviously a lever stack if you don't believe that and you you think that, you know, anything can happen in baseball. This is probably the second biggest YOLO stack behind the Braves who are just super, super high-priced against a good pitcher. And then uh, Milwaukee on the other side is going to be my favorite stack, especially the lefties here. Yelich and Tellez. I'd even take Adamas against righty on righty. McCutcheon I might not consider... Long, Peterson, I mean, you could probably, Navarro's a catcher, you can probably play almost anybody here besides me. I'd probably fade, like, Runfro and Jonathan Davis. Runfro's almost 4K, and he's more of a lefty um, smasher than a, against a righty, so. Cleveland Guardians and uh, Chicago White Sox, Qual Crenshaw and Luis Giolito. Not interested in Quattrill here. White Sox, again, healthy, starting to put it back together. I think Jimenez is going to be back in the lineup again after... Being out, coming back, and going back out again. I think he has enough rest. He should be fine. Giolito on the other side is coming back. Um, still priced pretty low. Uh, probably could put up like anywhere from 12 to 18, maybe up to 20 fantasy points. At 7 8, that's a great price. So uh, I think he's my second favorite uh, mid range guy at like 7 8 uh, behind Morton at 8 8. So, uh, but Cleveland's a tough matchup. We always said they don't really strike out. They're patient. Uh, you got some good hitters here, especially uh, some power from the left-hand side with, like, Naylor and Jose Ramirez. Um, Jimenez is going to be a, a good player coming up. Had a great play in the All-Star game, if you missed that. Um, amazing, like, fielding plays. Flipped it behind his back. Um, and then Jones at 2K is still like a guy that has power and upside that you can just throw in as a punt play in a GPP. Um, and, you know, it could always love a guy at 2K that has like power upside, especially with a splits advantage. So, uh, so Cleveland, I think definitely, I, I have him at 150 max um, just because like G has been decent and they have like a pretty low total here. But I, I think, you know, in looking. And um, 
you know, they're definitely a top 10 in, in GPP today for, for stacking. White Sox on the other side, probably my third favorite stack. I think they can get to um, Quintrill here. And even I'm okay with like the righties and the lefties here. So I, I think if you want to play a stack of them, they've got a nice total at 439. And there's, the totals aren't like high, high today. There's nobody at like five or six. There's no Coors Field. There's no wind ring blowing out at Wrigley. There's no garbage, garbage pitchers. So a 439 is pretty uh, healthy total on this slate. Next up, we have the Texas Rangers and the Oakland Athletics. We have Spencer Howard and Cole Irvin. Uh, it's a pick em game here with only a seven total, 350 on each side. Howard's been bad at times, but he's up against the A's. So at 5-1, he's on my fade list. But like, if you really want to dumpster dive and take a punt, um, I, I think he might be okay. But... Uh, I've seen the A's put up runs, and it's actually uh, winds blowing out 11 miles per hour, only 66 degrees there, so it's not going to be like super hot. Cole Irvin on the other side's had some control issues, and uh, Texas has been hot at times, so I think Texas is my fifth favorite GPP stack here. Um, we'll see if Seager can pick up where he left off after the All Star before the All Star break, and Simeon hits both sides decent. Uh, Heim. Low, uh, Travaris, a switch hitter. So I think you can make a decent um, stack here. Garcia also. Um, actually, Cole's lefty, so you want you want the righty. So, yeah, there's there's a decent amount of options. The upper, you got two 5K guys, but you got cheap guys behind them, so it definitely works out. Uh, A's on the other side, I think this is a decent player pool of some really cheap guys. So if you need a cheap fill-in at uh, third base, you have like Mansion there. If you need a cheap outfielder, you have Bolt. I'd probably take Jones from Cleveland over him. But for some reason, you need two 2K guys. So, like you're trying to play like Atlanta and Burns and like Scherzer or something like that. Then, you know, I don't even know if that mathematically is going to work. You're probably going to need some of these guys. So there's some cheap fill-in options on, on the A's. And I think that's... Um, they're, they're like the, the, the 99 cent bin, um, at the discount store here, or maybe even the 50 cent bin at the dollar store, half price. So, uh, Washington Nationals and the Arizona Diamondbacks, Patrick Corbin and Zach Gallen. Uh, Corbin's really struggled this year. I know he's had a couple good gains, but they were on like weaker slates against weaker competition. Arizona has some righties that can hit lefties pretty well. Gallon on the other side, besides Soto, and again, we'll see what happens with his home run uh, swing after um, the All-Star Game Home Run Derby. Josh Bell, only two I'm really worried about, so I think Gallon's definitely in the conversation as um, as a pitching guy in, in the mid-range today. I have him ranked below Morton, Gilito, and Ivaldi. He might, maybe on safeness, he might be a little bit better than Ivaldi, so... Uh, maybe I'll end up moving him up above that before I post the final ones here. Washington, not they're in the leftover section, really not interested in any of them. Um, Diamondbacks, I'm super interested in. They are my favorite cheap stack. Uh, besides Marte at 5K and Rojas, who I don't think I'd even play lefty and lefty here, like everybody else is like really, really cheap. Uh, like Lupolo is probably one of my favorite plays on the slate at 2-7 as an outfielder. Um, he might lead off, even if he's batting fifth, that's fine. Walker, 3-5 is a great price. Kelly is catcher at 3-2, potentially leading off. Even Buddy Kennedy's got some power there at 2-4 for second base. Um, Perdermo's really cheap at shortstop. You can do a wraparound stack there. So lots and lots of potential there. 
We have a nice West Coast battle here with the Giants and the Dodgers, Logan Webb and Tyler Anderson, both pitchers in the Nike range and both pitchers, I think, are going to be like to the risky, to the not interested. Um, just the Giants are going to throw so many righties out against Anderson and then the Dodgers up against Webb. He's a decent pitcher, but I'm not playing 9-8 with him against the Dodgers. So uh, bat-wise, I think San Francisco is my second favorite cheap stack. For the righties, but just keep in mind if a righty pitcher comes in from the bullpen, if they do get to Anderson, then probably most of these guys are going to get pinch hit for, and you're going to see the lefties take over their their spots. Um, especially like Flores, you'll probably see like Belt come in, things like that. Bart continues to be a really cheap catcher at 2-9 and has some power, so there's somebody interested in there. And the Dodgers behind the Yankees would probably be my second favorite GPP stack because they're against a tough um, pitcher. And they're probably going to be super low owned on a 13 game slate and playing like in LA. So people usually like to watch their teams before they go to bed. So um, definitely a late night hammers GGPP stack here uh, to take. Um, obviously, you know, they're going to be expensive too, like the Braves. So it's going to be hard to maybe get Burns and Scherzer in there. But if you go like Otani and Morton, or if you go Otani Gibson or Morton Gibson, you'd definitely be able to come in or take some of those 2K guys off of Oakland or Jones in the outfield there and you um, have yourself a lineup. Final game we have is Houston Astros going out to Seattle, um, who's won 14 straight, but I think that probably ends here. Uh, your Quiddy against Gonzalez. Not really interested in your Quiddy here against uh, Seattle. They've been sneaky good here. I think he's more he's kind of a reverse splits guy too and seattle has some decent uh right-handed power and marco gonzalez i'm not interested in I, I think houston can definitely get to him they seem to be getting back to almost full strength in their lineup also so besides um brantley but pena's uh, filled in really decently at uh, second hitting spot at shortstop there so so i think uh houston's be expensive but i think their second uh best uh spot on the slate here and then um, Seattle on the other side, like I said, I, I like them. Um, I'll have to look up. I, I believe your quiddies reverse splits, but if, even if not, uh, just all these guys have been hitting so well recently. So I'll probably take a GPP on a Seattle stack um, just to have them. So, okay. Well, let's just quickly run through the pitching and uh, stacks again for those of you who are uh, listening and can't see the screen. So top pitchers, we have Burns, Scherzer, Otani, and Gossman. I think uh, out of all those, I like Otani's uh, discount the best at 9K, but Burns or Scherzer, I don't think you can go wrong if you compare both of them and then um, go with like an Arizona stack or some other cheap ones. I think that definitely works also. Medium range, Morton, clearly the top guy here at 8-8. G. Lodito would be second at 7-8. And Evaldi, Gallen, I think uh, I like both of them the same. Um Ivaldi's a little bit better pitcher. Gollum's got a little bit better matchup. And then Talion, but against Baltimore. Um, cheap pitchers, Gibson for Philly. I think he's like the the best um, value for your money tonight. Garrett, uh, Quintana, and Rasmussen are also in the conversation. I'm fading Centella, Quantrill, Gonzalez, Hollard, and Corbin. I'm targeting against them tonight. Risky, I feel Wells against the Yankees, Webb against the Dodgers, Darvish against um, the Mets, Uquiti against Seattle, and Irving against Texas, and then really no interest in Steele 
uh, Keller and Anderson from the Dodgers, like in another slate, smaller slate, I'd probably have interest in them. So I'm not saying that they're complete fades, but I'm just saying that I'm just probably not going to be in my player pool tonight. Top stack, I love Milwaukee in their matchup against uh, Sensatel. Houston, the White Sox, Philly, and Tampa Bay. GPPs, Yankees, but they're super expensive. The Dodgers, Seattle, Kansas City, and Texas. Your cheap ones are Arizona, the San Francisco Righties, Chicago Cubs, Baltimore, and then Oakland is the half-price dollar store uh, clearance bin uh, of players. Leveraged ones, Atlanta, super, super expensive, um, up against Otani, uh, San Diego against Scherzer, and then Colorado against Burns, and then... Uh, 150 max, I think these teams are in consideration, but just don't make my top 10. Would be Toronto, Boston, Cleveland, the Mets, and, and Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh only because, I mean, they have a decent matchup, but just the splits just doesn't work for them. And then the leftover teams are Miami, Angels, and Washington that I have really zero interest in playing tonight, even 150 max. So let me talk about some lineup builds, and we'll get you on your way for your day. So first up on DK, cash pitcher, I'm taking Burns. I'm taking Morton as my SP2. I think uh, the matchup against the Angels, a little bit safer than the Braves. I think Otani might be the better pitcher with more upside, but um, the Braves bats scare me more than the Angels do. So that was my determining factor there. But if you want to go Otani and Scherzer here, I'm fine with that too. I just, if I have to draw a line in the sand and make a decision on a video I'm doing, it's going to be Burns and Morton. And, and I think that I'm going to hold to that for cash, um, my main cash line too. Uh, Kelly, a catcher. Like I said, I love Arizona. Cheap. Tellus at first base. Second and third base. And you can fill in with Arizona or Milwaukee guys here also to complete the stack. I'm taking Adamas at third base, Luplo at outfield, and Yelsh at outfield. And again, I'm going to try to finish off the stack with um, Arizona and Milwaukee guys. Or, um, you know, I can obviously take two cheap 2K guys and maybe pay up in one of the positions if I want, if there's really a one off in one of those positions I want. But pretty much going to stick to the stacks here. For FanDuel, Morton's obviously my favorite SP. Um, one, he's so much cheaper than the other pitchers on the one pitcher site here. Um, great matchup, could get 30, 40 points here on FanDuel. So quality start, I, I think he's definitely um, a great play. So that gives me a little bit more salary here. So I'm going to take Milwaukee again and look for a stack, but I'm going to throw Houston in and it's my second stack. So I'm looking at Bregman and Alvarez, and then I think you got to make the choice at second base. Do you take Altuve or you can take Wong, and there's significant savings there. So then in outfield, if you don't take Altuve, you might be able to get Tucker in there. If not, then I think you have like 2-2 left, and you can, if you play Wong at second base and um, – if you want to take Altuve or, or, or Tucker at the utility spot, then it leaves you 2-2, and I think there's a couple Arizona guys or other cheap guys that, that fit in there. So you'll just have to take them as a, a one-off. Or get creative with the fill-ins. If there's another team that fits in there or some other players you really like, that's fine, but I'm really targeting Milwaukee and Houston, my top two stacks there with Morton. It fits really nicely. So next up for GPP, uh, Scherzer or Gosman, if you need a little bit more money. Uh, Scherzer's obviously safer. Gossman, I'm against the Red Sox. I, I just, looking at what he's done, I just think he kind of has their number, and I think he'll continue there. Otani is going to be my SP2. Again, you can take Scherzer and Gibson there if you want to pay down also in the GPP. So then the next choice is, do you want JT Real Muto, or do you want to take a punt play there? 
um, because he's really expensive. Or it might be JT, who's got the splits, and, and Fage uh, Schwarber, because there's a lot of great outfield ones. So I'm pretty much going to uh, fill in here with um, Phillies, and then like cheap stacks, I can take some of the pieces from the cheap ones there, like lower Arizona guys fit in, some of the San Francisco guys fit in, um, Oakland guys fit in, Baltimore guys fit in. Shortstop's a little hard with like some of those teams, so you might just need to take a punt or just take a Perdomo, the 2-2 guy, for um, even though he's got the splits advantage on the bottom there if you just want to punt shortstop or, or, or pay up, so... That's where I'm going on DK for GPP. If you like use Gosman, then you could probably get JT, Real Muto, and uh, Schwarber in there. I think Munoz, I think it is, the second baseman for Philly, might be like at minimum price. And, and Verling, I also like him also. He, I believe, is uh, outfield eligible. So um, I think he was like 2-4, 2-6. So... If you don't want to play Real Muto as your fifth um, one, or if you don't want to play Schwarber, then there's another option for you for your Philly stack. So on FanDuel, taking Burns, uh, Walker, Kelly at uh, first base catcher. Uh, you can play the other one in the utility if you want to. Then I'm going to either take the Yankees, so I'm going to take DJ LeMahieu, Donaldson. I'm going to punch shortstop. I'm going to take Judge, Stanton, and Lupo. So it's going to be an Arizona Yankees stack here. Um, the pun, I think, could also be Perdermo or whoever the shortstop is. I think he's either 2K or 2-2 on FanDuel, also very, very cheap. Or the other side of it, I'm going to take three um, Phillies in Baum, uh, Schwarber, and Castellanos. Again, if you want to throw in um, a cheap outfielder there for Arizona and uh, not play Schwarber, but play like Hotskins or Real Muto in the utility. And that's definitely another option, but I kind of like um, it's GPP taking a chance on Texas there and playing Simeon and Seeger um, in, in their matchup there. Again, it's GPP. So there's a lot of um, options there. So pretty much here's what you want to do. Play Burns a pitcher, Fill in Arizona guys, and then take whatever like high price stack you want. The Yankees, the Dodgers. Um, if you want to try the Ares Atlanta um, contrarian one there, um, Philly. Like there, there's so many options tonight. So it's a really, really nice slate. And I really appreciate you watching. Sorry this was longer, but there's a lot to talk about. So it's great to be back after the All Star break. Um, Kinley should have the videos for tomorrow. Um, and then I will be doing Sunday and then, um, we'll figure out next week on Sunday. So thanks for watching or listening on our podcast. And, uh, if we're helped you, the best thing you can do for us is just like our videos, subscribe to our channel. Um, that really goes a long way, helping us to get out to other people. Great first half of the season. I've met so many new DFS players and I've really enjoyed uh, talking with you, whether in the comments or on Twitter. You can hit me up at Megalure31. My DMs are open. Just need to follow me. I'll follow you back and then, you know, you can ask whatever questions you want. Again, can't prove whole lineups for you. Um, but willing to, um, you know, talk about like stacks or pitchers. And as always, check back to the video around um, 6.30 tonight. We'll, um, if there's any changes in weather or, or pitchers got scratched or any like major, major news and like somebody got COVID or something like that, then we always try to throw out an update there for you just um, as you're building your lineups, just in case you didn't catch anything. You built your lineups, you want to eat dinner, then just come back and, and check and see if there's any notes there and um, it'll help you 
hopefully have a successful evening. Um, so thanks again for watching. I'm MegaRuler31, and we will catch you next time.